Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life. What's up? Tonight's episode, Psalm 127. If you build it, he won't come. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be talking about if the Lord's not in it when the house is built, the house won't get built. Period. Period. That's your message here from the Altar Life tonight. we got lots of great music in store for you. we got a John Rubin double play. Can you believe that? I think that's a first ever. And then we have a Reliant K double play in hour two. So you got to stick around for all that great music and much more. And your favorite hosts, Brent and Jeff. Yeah. You're like, that's not them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for just being with us tonight. We're excited to continue on with Psalms and just uh, say for what God may have for us tonight in his word. His word is awesome. And um it's just, it always gives us amazing fruit when we when we dig into it. So let's do that. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We'll just jump right in. Psalm 127 tonight. First two verses. That's all we're going to do. <laughs> but we might jump around to some other things. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. And um, unless the Lord builds the house, Jeff, they labor in vain who build it. That's true in my case, especially because I'm terrible with my hands. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Oh, me and you both. That's why we do radio. <laughs> if you ask me to like change a light bulb, I got it covered. Anything beyond that, it's like I got to get go on the internet and say how-to manual of, of various household chores and items that need to get corrected. How to screw in a screw. Turn <laughs> screwdriver handle. Oh, that's what you do. What's a Phillips head? And how did it get named that? <laughs> Wikipedia.com. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm in the same boat. I just don't have the skill of that. And I really am in, in awe with people who can just like build things out of wood and say, look, I built that. It's I like, built that out of one piece of wood. It only took me 72 man hours. You don't want me building something out of wood. It'll fall over as soon as it's <laughs> erected up. So, um, but you know, unless the Lord builds the house tonight about just talking about um, this part of the Psalms where, you know, he, the Psalmist mentions that, you know, don't sweat, don't sit around and try really hard and think that, you know, God's going to do something amazing with that if he's not in it. And it's important to know that God's the one that does the work. It's important to know that God's the one that watches over us. And it doesn't matter how hard we try. We can't add, we can't add in our flesh something to that, that work. And so that'll be what the topic's about tonight as we continue on. Yeah, there are numerous examples in the Bible, and we'll, we'll hit on some of those things where it's like, God builds it, yay. Man builds it, boo. <laughs> so it's a yay, boo episode tonight, which is always good to have the, it's like, good idea, bad idea. The bad, good cop, bad cop sides of the story. And there's plenty of examples of people being stupid in the Bible that make us feel not so bad about when we try to do things in our own strength. God's like, no, 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 I got this. Jeff, you just made up a word, yebu. <laughs> it's awesome. You've heard it here first at the altar life. When you start hearing people saying yebu, you'll know what it means. <laughs> Actually, I already forget what it means, but it's kind of fun to say. <laughs> well, the example is, God, yay. 
Jeff. Boo. So this is a yay boo episode. Yeah. <laughs> yay boo episode. Parts are good, parts were yeah. not so good. <laughs> it's the, the pros and cons. <laughs> Yay's the booze. That's awesome. Hey, if you want to check out who we are, the Alter Life, um, you want to invite you, we want to invite you to go ahead and check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. If you've missed some of our other Psalm episodes, more recent ones, you can go on there and check it out. And um, you can also read about who we are and what why we're on the air and what we what we're doing here. <laughs> you're like, who are these guys? I've been listening to your radio this radio station for a while and you're like and and this show comes on. What's they what are they all about? Yeah. So um just want to invite you to to do that because and then also Facebook and all that fun stuff, those social um, applications where we get to pretend like we're friends. So go ahead and like <laughs> us or be our friend and shoot us an email and let us know you're listening and we always appreciate that feedback. And um, also, we like to hear what you guys think so that we can play the music you'd like and um, see what you're, what's cooking in, in the hearts of the, our listeners. So continue to do that. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Every hammer and nail is just might as well be garbage. <laughs> Every wall will fall down. Every floorboard will crack upon enough pressure for my large frame. Everything would go wrong in that house because it's not with God's enabling. It's not God the one that's the, the architect. We're doing stuff in our own strength and we're taking God's will for our life into our own hands, which nothing good can come from that. And um, that's what we're talking about tonight. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're in Psalm 127, so grab your Bible if you don't already have it out. I was, I was thinking about this verse and thinking, you know, I have a four-year-old, and um, he likes to help me do things around the house, you know, like changing a light bulb, for instance, because, you know, I don't get any more complicated than that. And, um, you know, he wants to help me out and do things. And I always look at him and go, this isn't going to be good. You're not, <laughs> this isn't going to be productive time. Um, you know, I let him help, and, you know, and then I ultimately end up doing it myself anyway. And um, I kind of think that's kind of how it's like. Like, <laughs> the Lord allows us to be part of his work. And we, you know, he says, oh, go ahead and do this. And you can be there and I'll speak for you. And I'll, and I'll give you all the words to say. You just kind of be the, the one that I use to do it. And, um, you know, he does the work, though. It's his, he's the one who knows how to do it. He's the one who's got the wisdom. He's the one that's got the skill and the experience. And <laughs> we just are just people who, in our obedience to him, um, can be used by him to accomplish great things. Yet, it really wasn't us. Yeah. <laughs> and unless he's the one doing it, we're just like my four-year-old, you know, sticking the light bulb in the wrong way and electrocuting himself. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of what I was thinking when I was reading that verse. Yeah, a classic example of, of this scenario is is Moses, where, I mean, Moses gets all the props in the world. He's the meekest man that ever lived, et cetera, et cetera. Um, way better than me, that's for sure. And God said to him, speak to the rock and water will come out. Moses gets so angry and says, you know what? Speaking's not going to cut it today. He grabs that olive bud staff that he has and just starts going at it with that rock, just smashing the, the garbage out of it <laughs> because he's so mad. He took what God's will was, took it into his own hands. It's like, you know what? I can do it better. Bam. And what ended up happening was he was not 
proper representation of what God's heart was for the people, and it ultimately kept him from entering into the promised land because he took God's will into his own hands and really dishonored God in the face of his people. And that's a dangerous thing to get into a situation like that. God has a plan. We go, oh, God, okay, I got it. <laughs> you know, you just picture when it's like the guy who throws the directions out the door. He's like, I can build this myself. Thank you very much. Womp, womp, womp. Then it's like, what is a bracket for? I don't know. Let's just throw it out. Must not need it. Must not need it because this bookshelf's standing. And then as soon as you put a book on it, the whole thing collapses. <laughs> or even worse, it collapses like four months down the road. Yeah. And you're like, all what the books happened? are on it. Yeah. True story we had in my uh, condo. Yeah, I live in a condo. Um, <laughs> on the second <laughs> floor. That. We have the stairs, and we had a shelf that we had installed above the stairs where all our board games were and stuff. And we did a good job installing that thing. And when they were wooden brackets, they weren't metal brackets, but they were those big old, big huge wedgy wood things. And it was there for like a year or more. One night, uh, this was after my son was born, unfortunately, uh, (laughs) we're sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden we hear this, this little crack sound, and we're like, what was that? And then... Whoosh, down the <laughs> stairs like 20 board games pieces everywhere it was unbelievable guess what we're not that handy I'm not for sure but even more so when it comes to what God's plan for my life is I shouldn't be getting in the mix that's the moral of the story you're listening to the Also Life with Brett and Jeff and tonight unless the Lord builds the house they labor in vain who build I was thinking you know there is actually another person in this, in this, uh, it's not just the Lord, you know, cause people go, well, then that case, then the Lord can just do everything and I'm not going to do anything. You know, it doesn't say just let the Lord build the house and sit in your lazy boy and drink lemonade. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. There's people building things, you know, about the temple just didn't get built from, you know, <laughs> from uh, God's hands putting it together, although God was instrumental in the building of the temple, allowing it to happen. And um, and people actually put their hands to the hammers and the nails, and they were the ones... Um, you think about the ark as a great example, you know? Noah wasn't like, I'm going to build an ark today, and I'm going to build it, and it's going to be a great boat. Like, God gave him the dimensions. He told him how, how, it's, how it was all going to work. And can you imagine if Noah did all that in vain? Like, he yeah. just was like, I'm going to build this boat. And he built it with, like, a <laughs> sail. And, like, you know, it didn't have, it was all, like, out in the open. There was no roof. And it, imagine if that was the boat he built. <laughs> it would have been a horrible boat in a flood, you know. But God knew what was coming. He had the wisdom. And he built, he helped Noah build it. And can you imagine not having the technology we have today to build an ark like that? Um, God must have been part of that process on you know these big huge beams and just noah and his sons you know and they weren't like hercules they were <laughs> they were real people so you're foolish to think that you can't do that kind of stuff without the lord being the one that's the chief architect the chief builder um and we are like the little builders yeah bob the builder bob. <laughs> yeah we can fix it or can we fix it yes, yes we, we can, can. And everyone who doesn't have a three-year-old doesn't know what we're talking about. Oh, man. That's fun. But anyway, it's a good topic tonight. We'll keep it rolling. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Worth It All by Disciple. 
And Jesus said to his disciples that if you're not willing to count the cost before you build something, it's not going to get done right. And people are going to mock you and say, this guy, he started building something in his own strength without preparation, without the means. And look at it. Just looks like Stonehenge. Nothing's connected. Nothing makes any sense. And ha ha. And then that person cries in a pillow at night because he couldn't finish a treehouse or something. So (laughs) So many of us try to make up for that by working harder. Yeah. Well, just work harder. Work harder with what? You don't have the <laughs> the means or the knowledge or the wisdom to do it. To do it, so you can just keep working and wasting a lot of time, or you can say, "Time out. <laughs> uh, I need more lumber. I need some more wisdom on how to do this because I am just failing miserably." Yeah. And Lord, build the house for me, and uh, I trust you in that. So he's like, "I have this square peg, this round hole. I'm just going to push really hard." Yeah, that's See, all. Not eventually go in. <laughs> God's not like, wait, I didn't give you that square peg or that round hole. What are you doing? You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was believable picnic with big fat nothing. And now it's unbelievable time to talk about when you actually are a big fat nothing in a situation. <laughs> yes. I just think, you know, with this whole thing about laboring in vain. <laughs> When someone is doing something that they can't do or you're not going to be successful in, that's like me with any type of tool in any way. I'm the kind of person that if my car breaks down, I lift up the hood and look around and so that people driving by can be like, oh, he's all right. That kind of when really I'm doing. like, what are all these wires? <laughs> what are all these hoses? What is happening? Is that supposed to be there? <laughs> is there supposed to be steam coming up from my engine? <laughs> Isn't there supposed to be an engine in here? <laughs> I know. It's amazing. And we, we always do that because we don't want to act like we don't know what we're doing. So we like play it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. When people start telling... Yeah, when you talk to an expert about something and you're not an expert yeah. and they throw out all the terminology and the um, classic is, I'm just learning about like guns <laughs> and like, you know, my father-in-law like a gun guy, right? And he like starts talking about, you know, different parts of the gun and what it's called and I'm like... Like I don't want to act like I'm not. So it's like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, one of those, the barrel. I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no clue over my head. That's so. always happens to me when people like tell me where something is. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's by the the blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know where that is. And you're and like, like, no clue. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> Even though it's probably right down the street from my house, and I should know where it is. <laughs> I have no idea. So what I do is instead of just saying, no, can you clarify? They, I go, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I know where it is. And then I set off on my journey. <laughs> like, right. oh, Lord, help me find this place. Because <laughs> I didn't tell people that I really didn't know how to get there. I know. Why do we do that? I guess we're afraid of just looking like we don't know. Especially when it's something we probably should we're know. We're more afraid of that than when people walk by our house that's not complete and mock us saying, he built a house and didn't count the cost to complete it. <laughs> just like Jesus so said. true. <laughs> That's what we're worried about. And that's that's our whole life. And that's the whole Christian walk. It's pride, like, man. Yeah. We we care more about what's going on around. It's like, I want to do it. I want to get the credit. I want everybody to look at that and be like, wow, you did a great job. True story. This is how bad I am with, with stuff. You're like, you know, you get those. Everything I get is like simple to install. <laughs> right. Anybody can do it. <laughs> if you had a monkey that was challenged, you could still do it. That's how I get stuff. It's like ready-made 
I still can't install it. I still can't do it. <laughs> I'm trying to install curtain rods in my house. And when I tried to do it, I took a chunk out of the wall. I had to replaster it or spackle, whatever you call it, paint over it before my wife got home. Then when she saw that it wasn't done, she was like, well, what's going on? And I had to explain myself. Long story short, she installs it no problem while I make dinner. That's a role reversal if I've ever seen one. <laughs> and uh, Psalm 127 tonight is where we're parked. This is um, the second hour, well into the second hour of uh, this great topic. And thanks for being here this evening with us. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit sit up late and eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. I love that. God's way is sleep, <laughs> rest. You know, the Bible says that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. You know, he wants to be the one that powers the engine. And um, we just need to act like we know how to steer a train, you know. And um, we don't have to act. We just got to go how do you do this? And he does, he takes care of the rest and he teaches us. That's the best thing too. He doesn't just throw us in a situation and go, okay, figure it out. He puts us in the situation. He tells us how to do it. We just simply obey it. And then he gives us the, the fruit. He shows us the fruit and he, you know, and his, he's glorified at the end of the day. Where did this tasty lick come from? The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. That was more than useless by Relying K. God knows that. We're useless without him, but with with him, we're more than useless. You know, we can do a little bit, maybe. If he gives us the strength, we can do it. And um, just looking at the book of Hebrews, if you look at your concordance and you look for the word build or built or builders or building, there's a lot of verses in there. God likes building things. He likes building his people up, too. Um, and talks about uh, Abraham that he held on to the promise that God gave him and he waited for the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. That's what we have to look forward to. God has built a city for us and we're not living on this earth. Um, this is a temporary home, obviously, but we're not living according to the temporary material things. But what we do is we try to build a lot of that stuff up and get a lot of that stuff for ourselves so that everybody looks at us and says, wow, look how together that guy is. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's awesome. But God's like, no, I don't want you to have that uh, or don't go get it without me. It's like your kid running ahead to get candy when you said, don't go do that. Or I'll give you candy if you hold my hand. I'm just going to run and get candy. And guess what? He doesn't end up with candy. He ends up with a... A sore bottom <laughs> because he didn't wait and didn't go, um, you know, with the father instructing him to do so. And there's another verse in Hebrews that I think is really cool. It says, for this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses uh, in as much as he, capital H, Jesus, who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. God built everything. He's a builder. He likes to do it let him do it don't get in his way don't be the guy that's like oh, I'll, I'll get that two by four and then you turn around and hit somebody in the back of the head with it or you're constantly like dropping hammers on toes and things like that, that I would be that guy I think I don't know no I am that guy <laughs> <laughs> no I'm the guy who uh, does drop the, the two by fours and just screws it all up if I try in, in and of my own strength and you know I, why 
if you had a guy, the, you know, you have the Lord who created the world, as Jeff said, he's created this house in heaven that's eternal that we'll reside in. Um, and it's interesting, too, to think about the fact that he calls us, you know, in, in Peter, he says that we are living stones and he's the chief cornerstone. And I like to think about it because, you know, the Bible says also that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. His body, the body of Christ, is the temple that was where he lives, where he resides. It's interesting to think about the fact that we are just stones in the in the building. He's this foundation, the chief cornerstone. That first stone was the where it all started, and that was the foundation you you went off from there. And God is in the process of building his people up. Um, for the work that he's accomplished. And uh, this is a good topic. I really like uh, where it's headed, and I, th- I think that the Holy Spirit is in it. But um, well, Brent, where Brent left off was First Peter chapter 2, and just looking at that, and he was saying, you know, we are all a stone that is placed in a spiritual house that God is building. And it talks about that in, I believe, Ephesians, or maybe Colossians, I don't remember. But anyway, I'll look it up, uh, where it says that we're all a piece. We're all citizens and we are all, and Jesus is the cornerstone. That's that's the key, obviously. It says, here I heard it is Ephesians 2, uh, 19 and onward. It says that uh, we're with the fellow saints, members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, which is Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And that's what Brent was talking about, and that is the that's the truth right there. Is that we, God wants to build up in us a, a unity with other believers, so that He has a place to dwell among believers. And when we get in the mix and we get selfish, He can't be in that. He can't, uh, you know, put blessing on that house or that building, whatever it is, because it wasn't done through Him. And that's a really important thing to remember. What we're here for is in this world what we are here for as Christians as believers is to allow a place for the Lord um, to dwell as, as we've been talking about and also to glorify the Lord and you know the Lord building the house and those who labor those who um, labor in vain who build it you know there's so many people in the world that are trying to like get a group of people together to do something for the Lord let's let's all get together and let's you know, try to figure out a cool way to like evangelize the lost or let's, and it, the intentions are, are good. Um, but this verse is also, this stuff is also saying like God has, God's got to be at the center of what's going on. The word of God, the truth of God's word has to be at the center of what's going on. You know, you could think and be creative and think of so many ways to market yourself and advertise yourself and maybe a way we could get a good social club going. But unless the Lord is at the center of the work, and, you know, talking more about ministry um, and accomplishing something for the Lord. Because, you know, there's been so many, so many times in my life where I've wanted to do something. You know, I'm going to go off and, you know, for me, a while ago, <laughs> it was like, I'm going to be in a band, right? And I'm going to go do this. And I don't, it's just because it's fun and I want to be cool and play guitar and stand on a stage, you know? And, oh, yeah, and I'll, and I'll just, yeah, I'll bring the Lord into it, you know? And I'll just, and it's like, the Lord wasn't at the center of that. It was just me trying to have fun. And it didn't produce much fruit at all because the Lord wasn't at the center. Um, and But when the Lord's at the center of your work, the work that you're doing in your hands, whether it be a ministry-related thing, whether it be you know just at your job or, where at, or at school or whatever it is, unless the Lord is the one, 
that's in the middle. Not only not only just the one with the idea, but the one who's actually helping you get through it and the one of the purpose for why you're doing it. Um, you're going to be up late, up early and up late and uh, you're going to be eating the bread of sorrows and you're not going to get much sleep because you're going to toil, toil, toil and that's it. Yeah, you're going to be the guy that's like trying to get this, I have this deadline to get this building, you know, uh, in, or habitable, habitable, however you say the word. <laughs> like December first, people need to be the offices need to be up and running, and the guy has no way of getting it done, and he's up biting his nails and sweating bullets. That's the picture he's giving. He's like, you're going to be up late, you're going to be up early in the morning, and you're not going to have anything to show for it. But when you do it with God, He gives you the peace. You can rest easy. That's what He says. He gives His beloved sleep. When it's God doing the building, and we're just the tools. We can rest easy. Remember that. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Love is in the house by Toby Mac. House is packed. So much so we got the back dough cracked. Toby Mac. <laughs> it's a great song. And that's what we kind of, we talked about that a little bit, you know. Getting everybody united as a their own stone with Jesus as the cornerstone. And then God fills the house. Love is in the house. God is love. It all ties together. How about that? Wonderful. And, uh. It's like just, we planned it. Yeah, something I uh, <laughs> I thought of when we were thinking about this topic is, just real quick, when God knew who was going to be the one that made a temple for him, Solomon ultimately was the one. David was so desired. He's like, he had this burden. Like, I had this amazing mansion, this palace that I live in, and God lives in tents when we travel, you know, with the ark and all that stuff. I'm going to build God a house. God didn't tell him to build this house. He just wanted to do it because he felt guilty about having a nice house. So he's like, I'll give God a better house. And uh, David, the prophet, comes and says, no, God said, are you going to build a house with your hands to contain me? That's a paraphrase. But like, when we do things in our own strength, we think like, well, it's a good thing. You know, God should have a place to live. And God's like, no. Logical. Yeah. Like, no, I did not want you to do that. So it's not like it's always something bad that we're doing in our own strength. Sometimes it's the work of the Lord, but it's in our own strength. When God has somebody that's better suited for that job or he's put it in somebody else's heart to do that. And, you know, sometimes it's okay if there's a need and it's not God leading you to fill that need to leave that need open. I think sometimes we're like, there's a need, you're a person, feed the need. Right. And then you have all these people that are striving in ministry and like, why isn't this working and all this stuff? And it's because it's in vain. It's not God that's doing the work. And, um, it's a challenge for us to remember to keep God at the center because we labor in vain if he's not. This is a great psalm. This is a great topic. And uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music. Truth. Real. Period. Period.